0: Hello everyone and welcome to Living in This Queer Body, a podcast about barriers to embodiment and how our collective body stories can bring us back to ourselves. I'm Asher Pandurus and this is not another episode uh, with an interview. It's actually uh, a mini-sode and I am going to be sprinkling in these really beautiful mini-sodes every once in a while um, that focus on highlighting queer writing and writers. And we'll see where the project goes. Um, I was really inspired to do this in particular by the release of this amazing book called We Both Laughed in Pleasure, The Selected Diaries of Lou Sullivan. And one of the things that Lou says is, we have always been here. I always wondered where we were. And I think there's something about this idea of queer writing that is really powerful and something that I want to be made more accessible or, um, so yeah, this is just sort of an experiment, but I'm deeply indebted to Ellis Martin and Zach Ozma, who are the incredible um, editors of Lou Sullivan's work. We Both Laughed in Pleasure, The Selected Diaries of Lou Sullivan. Drawn from Lou Sullivan's meticulously kept journals, this landmark book records the life of the first publicly gay trans man to medically transition. Gifted a diary at the age of nine, Sullivan durationally narrates his inner landscape from childhood through his public and courageous medical transition. As a writer, trans historian, and activist, Sullivan tirelessly networked with self-identified trans people in his immediate community in San Francisco, as well as around the world until his AIDS-related death at the age of 39. He founded the GLTB Historical Society in San Francisco, where his archive continues to live today. Again, I'm just deeply grateful that Ellis Martin and Zach Osma took up this project. I also want to encourage folks to find this book at your local bookstore. Um, it's published by Nightboat Books and it is a really beautiful volume and has a deeply moving introduction by a trans academic named Susan Stryker, who many of you might be familiar with um, and it's, It's just a beautiful text, and I'm so honored that Ellis Martin was willing to um, read aloud a few excerpts from this beautiful text, and they are here for you and us today.
1: Early Saturday morning, we take off north of the city, Bridget, Charlie, Jake, Brian, Kathy, and Chaney, Mary, Rusty, Buddy, and I. I had gone after work Friday to a swank gay men's clothing store on Castro and finally bought myself a new pair of swim trunks. And I looked beautiful. I looked beautiful in it. We got to a place about 60 miles north called Sugarloaf State Park or something and set up camp. I complained there was no swimming hole and found out about a nearby swimming area. I was a fun Uncle Lou and watched Buddy playing frisbee with Jake, Bree, and Chaney while the rest of them put the campsite together. I felt very independent traveling light, only having to worry about my own care, not a family's. We all laid in the sun and when we got bored, piled into the car, went to the swimming hole. Spring Lake, do you believe it? It was perfectly beautiful. Roped off shallow area for the kids, rent inner tubes, paddle boats. No problem with drinking, smoking, or playing music. It was perfect. I watched the young men and felt so attractive, even though I still have to put tape over my scars to keep the sun off them. Who cares anyways? I was still one of the best looking guys around. Mary Ellen and Kathy both sincerely told me how cute I was. And Kathy said that if she were a girl, we laughed. She'd be eyeing me up. Rusty then pointed out to me the four gay men just behind us on the beach. They were older guys, not being blatant, but definitely two pairs of lovers. Therefore, I put on a little show for them and they watched as I pranced around sunning myself, oiling myself, combing my hair, toweling dry. In the morning, I wake to the birds chirping above my head. It was dewy out, but already warming. In the campsite next to ours is a very beautiful, nearly naked male torso sunning himself in the morning light. I played along stripping down to my swim trunks and laying on the side of the truck on my back. They were four, I believe, obviously gay guys, all primping and stretching and sunning. I thought, we have always been here. I always wondered where we were. Sunday morning, I look like shit and don't care. I get a newspaper, make some coffee, and he comes to my door. He asks if I just got up, I looked like shit, and he tells me he's already had a bath. I fantasize how clean and sweet his body is. He shares Mexican cakes with me, saying his landlady gave them to him for helping with the groceries. He says my coffee's good for being instant, and I beg his pardon, explaining that it was expensive French roast coffee. I said, You have a lot lower opinion of me than I thought you did. I play Lou Reed, good music. He hangs around in my living room, shadow boxing with himself, leaning out the window. I go into the next room and fold my laundry and I'm so aware of him. I love him so much. I try so hard not to panic, but he simply looks at me and smiles coquettishly. We were walking down Broadway. I saw him and couldn't resist taking hold of him from behind, tickling him as I had done before. But this time there happened to be some broad there from one of the strip joints and he got pissed she saw it he shoved me off and warned leave me alone lou i'm a real macho guy lou i looked at him incredulously i seem to do that a lot hey and said you're really a macho guy i just shook my head later he says to me lou i like you i just like you i don't love you or anything i said back to him you just told me you loved me after being initially startled he got that intellectual look and said Sometimes I just say things because they seem right at that moment. I talked to Dan a little, trying to cool down. Then I turned to T and said, man, don't talk shit to me. Don't tell me shit. He knew what I meant too. He put his head on my face. He laid his palm of his hand on my cheek and said, Lou, don't start freaking out. And the warmth of his touch quieted me. Earlier in the evening, I had jostled him around affectionately and he responded saying, be rough with me, Lou. I like that. I said, yeah, I do too. He's wearing a St. Christopher's medal. I tried to take it out of his shirt twice, but he kept stuffing it back in. I remember Beau, I remember his gold chain. Friday night, we lay in my bed. He naked, me with my shorts on, and watched TV. He lay on his stomach with a small, well-shaped butt in the air. We slept with his feet in my head at one end and my feet in his head at the other, and sometimes cuddled up in that position. Saturday, at his suggestion, we drove up the coast to the Russian River, Gay Mecca, Arriving so late in the afternoon, we decided to sleep in the car and stay the next day. We had a beautiful time. Lay in the sun, he popped a blackhead near my right nipple, went to hear a lousy band, walked around Gurnville. slept in the car. Sunday we found a secluded spot and it's nude sunbathing. I was not self-conscious around him, and he tried to jerk off at one point but was too nervous about canoers on the river. I laughed.